You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. And welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, my voice kind of cracked, and I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and my heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything you ask. The IMDb quote literally says, uncomfortable pause. (laughs) If you are suffering as much as I am, please hunk me. And I'm Carter. Attachment is forbidden. Possession is forbidden. Compassion, which I would define as unconditional chunk, (laughs) is essential to a Jedi's life. You might say that we are encouraged to love. Unconditional chunk. I love that we both went with the cringiest anecdotes. It's a lot of cringy. Well, there's a buffet really to choose from. This movie's like 60% cringy Anakin Mm -hmm. lines. A smorgasbord. Yeah. Um, So, Doge. (laughs) Do we want to tell them the movie we're watching that we're talking about? Don't we say it? Don't we all announce what it is and then he gives us an synopsis? No way, dude. No, this is my moment. I'm the hunk and nobody oh, asked me why. It's right. time to shine. That's right. Doge, shine on, brother. Why are you the hunk? On Wednesday night, I suffered an accident. No. I That day on the way home from work, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to cook a yummy dinner. I'm going to impress my wife. Mm. And I bought a knife sharpener because our knives are dull. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm removing the bandage right now so you boys can see. No. Uh, but on Wednesday night, I was cutting chicken. I had cut everything, and I had I had cut garlic right before. So my fingers are smelling really ripe, really choice at this point. You thought your finger was more garlic? I, no, I was halfway through cutting the chicken, and I, my knife slipped, and I cut it. And so I had to drive to uh, had to drive to urgent care and get myself glued up. And so I am. Part boy, part glue at this point in my life. Whoa. I can't wash my finger for another two days. And so guess what everything I touch smells like? Garlic. Garlic. And raw chicken a little. And raw chicken a little. So if we want to look, this is oh, this whoa. is the wound. Oh, woo. This is the wound. This was a flap that I could just kind of oh, like. Oh, woo. Oof. Oof. It's oh. hideous. Woo. And you Actually, it's pretty rough looking. And you know what? What would have kept that from happening? If we had Blue Apron as a sponsor for our show, Blue Apron comes <laughs> to your house and perfectly portioned ingredients, so you don't have to cut anything, and you can you just do, cook it right hey, there. You super, you super still have to cut stuff. Not for the purposes of this illustration, right. Blue Apron, if you're listening, you could have saved my life. Hmm. Blue Apron, a better way to not hurt yourself. Blue Apron, a better way to not have to pay $300 to get your finger glued together. What? Yeah, instead you can pay $300 to get them to bring you groceries. Yes. Blue We're apron. never going to get them Blue as a sponsor apron. now. Blue com. A it's better a, $300. It's a website. It's a website. So, I'm sorry about your wound. 
Me too. At least you didn't lose the finger. You almost lost a hunk, didn't you? I almost lost a hunk of myself. Yeah, you took a good hunk out of yourself a little bit, almost, kind of. That's the same joke you guys said, just different, I guess. Hey, are we doing a movie this week? Did we, we decide are. that or not? Let's do it. Oh, okay, great. If we were going to do a movie, and we are, of course, that movie would be called Star, Star Wars Attack, Attack of, of the, the Clones. Clones. We can talk about... We can we can talk a little bit about that title after Doge gives us, if if he's feeling up to it. I know that finger's taking a lot out of him right now. There's not enough synopsis blood inside me anymore. It all is all gone. Can we give you an infusion? <laughs> yeah. Here's take some of my blood. I don't need it. Now that you've got my blood, we skipped forward about five hours. Yeah, now I'm that you've got you my had blood, all that equipment. You can do uh, the synopsis, please. This week's synopsis is written by IMDb user Eric P. Mm. Eric writes, As now Senator Padme Amidala returns to Corazon to vote on an important senatorial matter, an assassination attempt on her life prompts the Jedi Council to send Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi and his panic and his Padawan, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker, Panikin, Anakin. and his Panikin <laughs> to protect her and find out who the assassin is. As this is happening, a rogue Jedi named Count Dooku leads Separatists on Geonosis to rebel against the Senate. Supreme Chancellor Palpatine moves for a vote for a Republic army to protect the Republic, as there has not been a full-scale war since the formation of the Republic. As Obi-Wan's investigations lead him to Kamino, he finds a massive clone army being produced with a bounty hunter, the last of the Mandalorians, named Jango Fett as the master clone. As he chases the elusive bounty hunter Jango and his clone son Boba, leads him to Geonosis where he meets Count Dooku and finds a startling revelation about the former Jedi. As Anakin is left behind to protect Padme, his feelings for her grow into something more than friendship. From Naboo to Tatooine... Grows into bad acting. It grows into love for her. (laughs) But when a tragedy strikes Anakin's life, he begins slipping away from the light side of the Force, and perhaps from the Force itself. Well, that's not right. Nope. That's not right at all. Sure isn't. And, I don't know if you noticed, all but like three sentences of that started with the word as... Oh, yeah. I Ew. didn't pay close enough attention to notice that. But now that you've pointed it out, yeah, certainly. Hey, IMDb users, Grammarly would help you a lot with that. That's true. Grammarly, a better way to cook. That's our second sponsor <laughs> for today. This just full of, full of ads we don't get paid for. <laughs> You're We're just trying it out. We're trying it on for size. So I want to talk real quick about the title of this movie, Attack of the Clones. Mm. Doesn't it? Doesn't that feel a little misleading? Does it feel I like that to either of you? I thought about it until now, but yeah, a little bit. It's a bad name. I've always been. I've always thought bit. that it's like, well, Attack of the Clones makes it seem like we're under attack from the clones, but at the very end, the clones attack, but it's war, and yeah. so yeah, it makes it. Yeah, it makes it feel like the movie should be about like the attack of the clones rather than the formation of the army of the Republic. Right. You know what I mean? Like this. This is not about. The clones. This is a bad name for the movie. Right. And it, it Attack of the Clones makes it sound like Star Wars, Army of the Republic. Yeah, something yeah. like that would have Republic been. Republic in Turmoil. Yeah. yeah. It it just Attack of the Clones sounds like a nineteen fifties B movie where like I think an that entire is town has been though. replaced. I think oh, that really? is intentional. That because like the things like the thirties and forties, the serials that are the huge inspiration, I feel like George leans into that more in this one than he probably has up to this mm. point. That's fair. And I think that's why we get like the weird fifties diner and like the bug aliens and like you know what I mean? Like this feels very like like if Star Wars was a drive in movie, it would be that this. makes total sense. Sure. And I, I actually don't think my feelings are hurt by some of that. The the fifties diner and those things. Um but I guess we should just jump in where the movie starts because that feels like a great jumping in spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. So we're back on Coruscant. And then boom. Yeah, literally. So fast. Blowed up. Yeah. They, they did the old switcheroo on us again. Yeah, this is Corday, not Padme, who dies. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not the same girl that was played by Kira Knightley. No, nope. Okay. It's a different, a different she decoy. She just changed decoys, which I guess is good. That's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because she's a senator now. She's not the queen anymore. So now that they, you got to get the, the, the decoy that looks more like a senator. I mean, have you ever upgraded your phone and had to get a new charger? It's the same thing. Basically. That's fair. That, yeah, that tracks. Basically everything I know. And about. one of her newer decoys is Rose uh, Byrne, I think is her name. She was in Bridesmaids. She's the Wait. essentially the oh yeah yeah it is She's antagonist. Yeah, 
Dude, why does nobody look yeah. like themselves? <laughs> because this was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. a good point. That's a really good point. So on Coruscant, after the assassination attempt, the first one, the explody ship one. Yeah. Um, they call in the big guns, Obi-Wan and Anakin, mm-hmm. to protect Padme. So now feels like a good time to talk about Anakin, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hayden Christensen. I feel bad for him. Yeah, very much. Yeah. I think that he is probably a much more capable actor than this movie lets him be. And I think you can see it in some scenes, like his nonverbal stuff. When his uh when Shmi dies, yeah, his yeah. his nonverbals are excellent there. When and there's a part that's ad libbed, uh the aggressive negotiations, negotiations with the lightsaber, that's ad libbed. And that is the only I feel like that's the only moment of real chemistry between yeah. Anakin and Padme. But like some personality too. I think he's phenomenally capable, but man, it just it doesn't for whatever reason, just doesn't happen here. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Maybe he had maybe he was just doing well with the stuff he had actually experienced in his life. Like maybe he's actually been really sorrowful, like really angry, <laughs> yeah. but maybe he's never been in love. <laughs> maybe he's never done that part before. Well, I think part of it too is the directing. Yeah. Because and everybody <clears throat> in this movie is so wooden. It is pretty wooden, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I'm gonna get out ahead of this. Um, and go ahead and lay out my super dump for this movie. Do it. Because it involves Anakin. And it's so pervasive that I don't know when I would bring it up if not now. Go for it. Anakin's creepy, y'all. Yeah, Anakin is so creepy. He's like kind of gross a few times in this movie. A couple lip bites in there. Yeah. yeah I noticed that too. Like it just and all I, adds up to so weird. I don't super dump Anakin. He's a big dump, but I, does it feel like, and it's going to be hard, it, this is really more for my co-hosts, but you can imagine, I bet I bet you can see it in your mind's eye, listeners, chunkies, but doesn't it feel like most of his lines, especially to Padme, are delivered from here? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's yeah. looking. His head is like slightly tilted down. He's like tilted down, down and his like, eyes are through like his eyebrows. Looking up. And he's got he's this like, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's based his character of Anakin off of like a predator in the wild. Right. <laughs> Gross. Like a, like a jaguar. Right. Yeah. Well, that's so Anakin himself is not necessarily my super dump. It's just how creepy they let him be for this movie. Yeah. It's no good. It's it's he's coming on strong and he he very really much is. Yeah. But how old is he supposed to be? 19. 19. Maybe. There's a little bit of that, you know. Yeah. I was 19 one time. Wasn't Yeah, wasn't that creepy, but yeah. I don't know. I I don't completely buy it. Yeah, there's something that we don't we don't really do uh, in this one and in episode three. It's it's hard to track Anakin's character growth in episode one because nothing like he gets freed from slavery and then blows up a ship and right. doesn't really he's do not, anything. He's not yeah. a character really. He's just a prop. Yeah, but we don't we don't really arc Anakin anywhere meaningful for a meaningful reason. Uh, we just see like. I don't know. There's just something about the way, like we're we're writing him with the assumption that the audience knows this guy's going to be Darth Vader, right? And so it's not made particularly compelling, if that right. makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I don't feel like we lay the seeds of that really at all in this movie, other than when he gets upset about the death of his mom, which is like, of course you're going to get upset about the death of your mom. Sure, like yeah. there's an element of in the prequels we're supposed to understand that the Jedi are wrong. And that their teaching is too restrictive and it denies people's humanity. Yeah. Which I don't believe is ever really made all that apparent. Right. Like, I, I think that's not really presented very well. Yeah. And so that is supposed to be the thing that Anakin turns and rebels against. Yeah. But since that's not, I, I don't know. There's just, I it think, doesn't feel like the pieces are well defined enough for us to try and move them around the way we want to. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. But I think even in the, not so well defined. Like I remember this being the first time that I thought, oh, maybe the Jedi aren't that good. Yeah, like, that good of a like they kind of do some stuff that I think I would be honestly against. Yeah, you know, like not letting your feelings in and stuff like yeah. that. Why can't he be mad that his mom just got killed? Right. You know? Um, and then there's yeah, they. I don't think they do it to death. They get close. Of uh, it feels like 
there's maybe eight to 12 scenes of Obi-Wan saying like, Anakin, be mindful of your thoughts. Yeah. Right. Like just chill. Right. And it's like, they were kind of beating that to death. Like, hey, dude, don't become Darth. Don't become Darth Vader. Yeah, basically, you know, yeah. just saying that as as though we just were to, to say, hey, I tried, man. Things could change because of this yeah. movie. Like yeah. that, it would be like, well, he's not now. So congrats, you watched the movie good enough, and now he's not Darth Vader. You did it. Yeah. So Anakin, I keep thinking that he needs to be more like Thor in the first Thor movie, where he's like just this macho bravado guy, who who his. His failure, his fall comes from an excess of virtue. Yep. Uh, where he, like, I don't know. There's just, it's well, so hard. It's it so hard to, be, to, like. I did everything right. Yeah, I did everything exactly. right, and, I, and, it, and my mom still died. I yeah. followed every rule. Right. I did everything to a T, and my mom still died. And we could understand this if, if the Jedi kept saying, man, do this thing, and then you can go. Like, if he's having these dreams about his mom, the Jedi say, do this thing, then you can go help your mom. And he does it, and then he says, can I go now? And they're like, no, we need you to do this one thing. And then finally, he's like, why won't you let me go? And they say, because attachment is forbidden. You're not supposed to care about your mom because you were never supposed to be trained. You right. were too old. And, and then he's that, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And he leaves. And that sets him up to have, even the script kind of supports that. With his conversation with Padme, they should be made to obey. They should be made to do the right thing. Like His whole thing has to be the safest hands are my own. We said it last week, like, right. like they say in Age of Ultron. My hands are the safest hands because I can save everybody. Yeah. And that needs to be the the crux of his fall. And we get a little bit of that here, but yeah. man, I just feel like that's a missed opportunity. In 2000 yeah. and uh, this is 2003 is when this movie came out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh two or oh three? I think it's, it might be oh three. Okay. Uh, Anakin is supposed to be 19, right? Right. Do you think you could get a 17-year-old to play, like to pull off playing a 19-year-old? Maybe. Potentially. What about Army Hammer? Was he what 17 it, at that point? He was 17 at the time this movie came out. Did you see all the people that auditioned for that? Dude, so many. Leo DiCaprio auditioned for it. I know. No way. Paul Walker auditioned for it. That's funny. I just felt Army Hammer I know. felt like the perfect, not completely associated with anything else kind of guy, probably at the time. Yeah. You but know I what? kept thinking like that's the next step that I need is like someone yeah. like that. It was it was George's decision to cast Hayden Christensen because he said that he and Natalie Portman had good chemistry together. I feel this like means Paul Walker and Hayden Christensen might be about the same caliber of actor. I think Hayden Christensen is better. I think Hayden Christensen's directing in this puts him at that Paul Walker level. That's fair. I could agree with that. Because I never saw Paul Walker have any kind of nonverbal emotion. His face was the same the whole time. Right, uh, here what, we who, go. Who would want to change that, though? Yeah. That's, true. That's a good point. Thing. That's a good point. So so pretty. Mm-hmm. So kissable. Um, this whole... So when they're chasing down the bounty hunter for hire of yeah. the bounty hunter. Right, the one that tries to kill Padme with millipedes? So, yep. f- so fifth element. Sam Wessel. Yeah. yeah, he really is. He's driving a taxi. Like, they, they yep. hijacked a taxi. Uh-huh. I love the fifth element. And I kept thinking about the whole, like, navigating the lanes of a massive city planet. And that was fun. I mean, they do a lot of fun stuff here. It is wild. I think they <clears throat> they are breaking I don't know if they're breaking rules. They're not even consistent with the rules in this movie. It bothers <laughs> me. For yeah. what they're capable I, cap- I know how you feel about that kind of stuff. For what they're capable of in this car chase, following great lengths and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't they're not consistently that capable in the whole movie. Yeah. But, you know. Do you think that there's do you think that this was influenced, that Anakin's like daredevilness was influenced by how popular extreme sports were in the early 2000s? That's what I wonder is like, <laughs> well, the, like Ser- the skateboarding seriously. scene in Hook and all right. that stuff that we've done. Is like, Anakin the most extreme Jedi? Right. Yeah. Like, do you think they were Clearly. like, what do kids love? They love razor scooters, skateboards, and going off sick jumps. Let's have Anakin basically skydive for 12 minutes. I don't know. I don't know if I'm it was. I'm not sure. I don't think it was that, but I do think it was a. They gave us so little in the original movies of what Jedi can actually do. And to an extent, yeah. some of it is... I mean, they, they're they held with a lot of esteem in the entire universe. Right. And so it's like, okay, show me why. So you think it's like an overcorrection? Like it's like Maybe, they didn't show enough in yeah, the original, probably. so Maybe now a we're little showing bit. so much. Well, and that's George's criticism of the sequel trilogy. Like he hasn't... He's really been kind of quiet about those movies, but the one thing he says is like, no, they're not doing anything new. Like they're not... Uh, testing new technology or like making new ways to make movies. And so I think that's why this is so green screeny and so like stunty 
because this is yeah. this is about the time that people are like, oh my gosh, we can do literally anything. Yeah. We can put right. them anywhere. And sometimes it holds up, and sometimes it looks like the dream world from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Sometimes it does look like the dream world from Sharkboy and Lava it Girl. That's does. correct. Yeah. And some of the CGI characters don't hold up nearly as well as some of the other ones do. I think Jar Jar's CG got worse. I think it did. Too. I it also looks better think in that. Phantom Menace. Yeah, and I love the character that Obi Wan is with within the diner. I thought you were about to say, and I love the character of Jar Jar. No, no, no. And no. I was about to be really disappointed. No, no, no. I love the character yeah. in the diner with Dex. the mustache, but yeah. he is—he's dated a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. Now I so the uh, what is Sam? What is the uh, why Scamji? Yeah. Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel. Okay. Zam Wessel. <laughs> uh, first of all, I had a toy ship of hers uh, when I was a kid that the front crumpled. <gasps> the, it had a the elusive frumple. Yeah, when you crash. Yeah, like it it would like crumple up like she had crashed, and like the top thing would come off. That's cool. cool. That's really um, cool. Yeah, but this is a character that epitomizes one of the things I love about Star Wars is like, here's a changeling, and it's just like, we don't need explanation. It's just this is a creature type that exists in the Star Wars universe, and of course they would be here because why not? Yeah, yeah. This if, is the city. If in Star Wars this thing exists, perfect bounty hunter. Yeah. Of course they would be one. And there's not this big like, oh, changelings are only from the fourth quadrant. We have to go to the fourth quadrant and find where this changeling came from. It's like, oh, okay, here's a changeling. What'd they say? All right, let's go do the thing. I love that. It's the type of like fun world building that I'm very into in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. But then they spoon feed you a lot. They do. Which yes. I, I can't, you know what though? I can't ever, I could not think of another scenario to where like you reach down and pull a dart out of somebody's neck and don't say it's poisonous. I, right. Like, yeah. For it's just a regular like, dart. Toxic dart. And I was like, duh. Duh. It Obviously, killed her. She died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, I don't understand. And speaking oh, of, she's allergic to metal. Uh, we'll talk about some more spoon feeding in a little bit once we get off of, uh, we're not off off a of Coruscant, but I guess once we no. get. Um, still in Galactic City. Still in the Galactic City. Um, I loved Anakin killing them millipedes. Killipedes. Killipedes. How do you not kill her, though? Is that what you're going to say? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying no, like, I thought that was I was cool. totally fine with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, totally on board with that. Shows that prowess. accuracy is fantastic. Yeah, I'm real on board yeah. with that. That's cool. Yeah, Especially if we're to believe that he is like legend if he's with like a blade. A, he wields two of them towards the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the cool. first person in all of Star Wars we see do that, right? To have two? Mm-hmm. To have two? To hold two at a time? In the movies, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we lost an arm. So we haven't been keeping up with Farewell we to Arms. We did not lose, an, did arm not lose an arm in Phantom. No one lost an we arm. We lost a, nope. a torso, technically. Dead gummit. But no yeah. arm in Phantom. We did lose one here. We did. Yep. We lost a couple here. The, yeah, we did. We lost yeah. a couple arms. Yeah. But we saved Padme. They they go back and forth between Pad, Padme and Amidala, and I forget that Padme is her first name, yeah? Yeah. So when she was, when she was in disguise... Uh, who what, did a bunch of people not know her first name in Phantom Menace? Because when that, she's not right. the, like, when she's not the queen, they call I'm her not Padme. The queen, I'm Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So okay, <laughs> I was just like for this. One, I was like, why are they calling her by her alias? Wait, that's her real name. Wait, why was she being? Why was she <laughs> going by her real name? <laughs> Senator Wonders. No, my name's Jordan. See you guys yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> just me, Donald. Oh, Donald. Hey, Donald. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Coruscant is pretty wild just in general. There's a lot that goes on there. Yeah. But there's even more that goes on elsewhere after we split off back to Naboo and on our way to Kamino. Yeah. When do we get to talk about seeing uh, Palpatine again? We can talk now. We can talk right now, yeah. This almost was my super dump. Oh. Because it's so obvious. How right. How none of these Jedi... He is. So, we get a look from Yoda. We get a kind of a, hmm, like, uh, this guy's up to no good. And again, they say later, wow, we are way off our game if we missed an entire army being created on, on, yeah, on another planet. Sure. And then we get the the line that is a throwaway line that should be the crux of these the, three movies. When are we going to tell them? When are we going to tell the Senate that our ability to use the Force has diminished? Right. And that's the only time we reference that in these three movies. That's crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely That wild. is the story of the Jedi in the prequels. Yeah. That's what this should be about. Yeah. Is them trying to fake it, essentially. Yes. Uh, but all the Palpatine stuff is like, he's so obvious. Like I was watching it yeah. and he's just saying things that are like, well, hopefully we can find someone to, and it's just like, dude, 
Yeah. And you're changing your, which is kind of cool. He's like decaying. It's like maybe because he's working out them Sith powers yeah. so much, he's turning like palish white to be what he's supposed to be in the originals. But I was like, how does nobody, nobody picks up on this? Yeah. The Jedi definitely seem a little dense. Yeah. In this one, for sure. 100. And uh, so Palpatine's plan is weird. It's strange. The, like, the, it feels like, uh, it feels like we didn't really know how to write a mystery and mm. just wrote something that looked like a mystery. But in either, actuality, it's just like a bad riddle. Yeah. You know either, what I mean? Either that or he's yeah. just flexing. Just, yeah, just exactly. Playing with the strings and really going about this a complicated way. It's so to gain power. so much more complicated than it needs to yeah. be. Like I don't understand why he didn't stage the assassination attempt and then say we need an like like we didn't have to go to the subterfuge of like create an army behind everybody's back. Right. Like he could have done that at the end of there if Sifidius air quotes requested Thanks. the army 10, ten years, years ago. At the end of the Phantom Menace, he's voted into power and he creates an army. So something like that, like what happened on Naboo, his home world yeah. can't happen anywhere else in the galaxy. Yeah, that's it. We like it does. It's so much more complicated than it needs. Yeah, it to feels be. like it falls flat. I think it's supposed to be saying, "Here's why this is the most powerful evil in the universe." Yeah, because he's so crafty. Right, but yeah. it's like, is well, he though? I he's read up a little efficient. bit on Sifo-Dyas because it, it's just I feel like it's not a name that I'm super familiar with. I did a little bit of research on it and. From what I saw and what I kind of remember of the research was, it seems like Sifo Dyas was doing this because he was afraid of somebody like Palpatine. Yeah. And he wanted to protect the Republic from somebody like Palpatine. Palpatine heard about it, had him killed, and then hired out Django to be the, the one that was cloned because Django was Palpatine's choice, but Palpatine was still operating the whole transaction under the guise that it was still Sifo Dyas doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I think I think what it is is Palpatine realized somebody's rising up. Oh, wait, I can use this to my advantage. Yeah. Not necessarily like, I need an army and I can't figure out how to get one outside of this long plan. Hmm. Right. <laughs> it's not. I think it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Not great, <laughs> certainly, but different. You know, it yeah. is. It's like if you got a burger with sand in it and I got a burger with, like, an ice cube melting on it. It's like, it's not better. But it's, it's different. a different thing. It is a different thing. A different. Ugh, Some would say worse. Uh, and Some I am one of those ones. So that that is going to be my super dump. It's just oh. like the the I I like having Obi Wan kind of play detective all across the galaxy. That's a really fun element, and right. it works for me if I just consider the individual elements. But like when I try to kind of straighten it out in my mind and say, okay, so Palpatine did this, and this was his plan. It's powerfully dumb. Yeah, like astonishingly dumb, and it just doesn't really work at all. So, so yeah, the I guess the the subterfuge that we go to with this just doesn't land for me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm there. I, I, I like the I like the political aspect of it. Like, I love the idea of the evil in the Star Wars galaxy using a political platform to gain control. I think that's super interesting. I mean, it, that's the thing. Like, the people who criticize the prequels for being so political, like. It has to be that. If we're talking sure. about the formation of the Empire, it, they're a political entity. Like, it has to be some sort of politics to gain power. Right. right? How did we go from a democratic galaxy to an empirical galaxy? Like, yeah. how, did we, how did we end up as somebody following one ruling leader? Um, and so, you know, I, I think that's a very interesting journey to go on. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like, I think that, what's the guy's name? Ian, uh, not Ian, uh, the guy that plays Palpatine. It is, Ian McDermott. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. I, he's I one really, of the better ones. Yeah. I really like him. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love this whole, like, we get to watch him sort of Hitler his way into control of this, yeah. like, quote unquote, nation. Yeah. Um, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, the emergency power thing is super 19. 19- 30s Hitler. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it George Lucas exactly. has even said, like, I, yeah. that is what that is. Um, and that's so interesting. And yeah, I just, I, I think I agree, though. It's a little like, why are you so sneaky, dude? Like, you yeah. can make this happen way e-. Or yeah. my first thought when you were talking about it was like, hire a bounty hunter to try and kill you and then foil yeah. his plan with the Jedi. Exactly. Make Anakin look good because we know you want to do that. Stop the bounty on yourself. And then you can go, I almost died. We need protection. We we don't get any reason why he is drawn to Anakin. 
I feel yeah. like that is incredibly underbaked. The whole because it's supposed to be because of how powerful he is with the Force. Yeah, but I, I think it doesn't work unless you know that he's the Emperor and Anakin's Darth Vader. Otherwise, see, I don't think they have any reason to. Be I, yeah, and maybe he thought Obi Wan's too far gone, but Obi Wan feels more qualified. Yeah, very much. He's deeper in and has more respect and stuff, and so that would have been interesting. It would it would have completely changed something that was made in the 1970s. So we don't do that. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I that's think we good, could set it up better in yeah. this. Maybe, maybe that's just my one-sentence review of all three prequel movies. I think we could set it up better than this. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's where things take a weird turn for me. Because upon watching this movie again for the first time in many years, there's a lot of things I liked more than I remembered. Okay. One of those things is Camino. Yeah. That's my super pump. I love Camino. Yeah. Please talk to me well, about it. Well, just the, I guess you can call it world building. Hmm. Just the sets. I think the sets of the, the prequels. clone building. Is that what you meant to say? Mm. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the the movie sets, which I, I guess in a galactic franchise, it's planets. Uh, right. Is really creative. Yeah. Sure. Um, I feel like I'm watching a play with a phenomenal set. We all are. We all go to Dallas summer musicals, right? We're yep. all yeah. season ticket holders. Um, it's like I sit in the seats and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. It's not. It's a little subpar though. Like yeah. that, and then the yeah. actors come out, and I'm like, mm. "Cool set though. It's worth looking at." But Camino <laughs> is great. I love everything about Camino. I love the process of. I mean, we don't exactly get to see where all of them sleep. Sure, but yeah. this is such where an Django sleeps. I love that there are. This felt like the first alien race that we're, we've been given in the entire franchise. And tell me if I'm wrong, that's legitimately threatening. Like the fact that there's someone out there that everyone else goes to that is the best at technology and is really, really rich. It feels like, uh, what is the, um, is it Bravos in Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. the Iron the, Bank. The Iron Bank. Like it, yeah, they, they it really feel does. like this, but super techie. I love the alien designs of these creatures. They look awesome. Um, Giraffe. I mean, I guess it makes sense. So these guys were designed as an homage to Spielberg. They're made to look like his Close Encounters of the Third Kind aliens. Cool. Amazing. Because uh, George and Steven are really good friends. This is also uh, in the first drafts, first and second draft, I believe, of Empire, uh, of Empire Strikes Back. The natives of Cloud City were tall, blue, humanoid aliens who rode manta rays through the clouds on Bespin. Interesting. I kind of love that. And they were like, hey, there's literally no way for us to do this. Right. Like, it's 1980. I don't know where you think we're going to get these guys from. Right. And so they just waited and, and used it here. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It looks so cool. And when he's coming out of the ocean, yeah. when he's he's getting back, like, all of it is so neat. I wanted, I've never wanted more of a planet than Camino. Take me under the water. I want to see what's going on down there. I'm very spooked. About I almost it, but... never want to see what's going on under any water. <laughs> it does seem so menacing too, but it was it's great, and I almost like every bit of what happens Same. on Camino. I love the idea of a clone army. Like I think that's actually very interesting. I think they made the right yeah. call with like stormtrooper origins to be like originally it was yeah. just identical. I love Django. I love that we get Django. Yeah. I, like you don't you're not a fan? No, we don't need Django at all. We really in this don't. Movie. There's no reason, and and having Django in this movie and killing him in this movie means that both the Fets go out like wimps. Like in these basically movies. one and done each. They're nothing. Right. The Fets are nothing and, in these uh, movies, right. and there's no reason for the. So like we're supposed Still to understand it, now, like there is no reason for the clones to be based on Boba Fett's dad. Sure, that makes this. That's an example of like, man, we don't need that connection. That's sure. to me like Anakin building three PO, where it's like. That's interesting. We super don't need that. I have always thought that the clones should be based on Maul, that Darth Maul was cloned, and this is the clone army. Yikes. Here's what's tough, though, and it was almost my super dump, is this entire movie is setting up how how, uh, menacing and how intimidating this army is, and then they suck in the originals. What happened? Did they all forget their training? Did the budget go down? They're at not Camino? clones anymore by then. They're not clones anymore by then. No, by okay. the time by the time the original rolls around, they have decided to start recruiting like the army, like Finn, like right. what yeah. Finn is. So in in the old canon gotcha. before Disney threw it away, uh, there was a there was a clone rebellion after Order sixty six. Like some of the clones were like, "Man, I'm not really into this whole thing." And Makes then. Sense. So the Empire at, at that point was like, man, genetically identical soldiers can band together, can unionize essentially too yeah. easily. So let's start drafting people. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, one last thing on Camino. I think one of the reasons it is my super pump is what they've done is they siloed you and McGregor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's carrying the acting chops. I really like that element of this. I like splitting up our party. I do. I think everything that Ewan does is the best stuff in the movie. Yeah. Because he's not, and from an acting standpoint, he's not having to kind of, I'm not going to say dumb himself down, but I don't know. It would have felt like such a massive, because I feel like his scenes with Hayden Christensen or almost anyone else are not as good as when he was on his own. And maybe that's just this <laughs> whole like cover one eye. And like you see a different yeah. image kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it totally could be. It's great. I love it. And I love, this is my favorite looking Obi-Wan outside of like the originals when he's older. Mm. I like I'm a Revenge of the Sith boy for Obi-Wan as far as his looks go. Okay, but I okay. hear you. But I hear I'll you. I'll have to watch that one again. Space Jesus I know, is I really, a good look I really too. have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, you literally Space do. Jesus. Yeah. Camino's cool. Hey, we're going to move on to some other planets. But before we do that, we're going to move on to shout announcements. It's right now. This is Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout-outs and make announcements. Let's go. I'm going to start it off by saying a big old shout-out to Tyler Station because it's where we are doing our podcast literally right now. We're in. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Crumb and Kettle because we're back. Yeah. We're having it again. And it's just as good as I remembered. Yeah. Finally fueled again. It feels real nice. It does. And a final shout-out to podbean.com. How could you not? Because we pay them money and we put, put stuff, stuff on them. them. It's yeah. mostly our podcast. That's podbean.com. Podbean. In addition to our friends over at Blue Apron and at Grammarly that we've already shouted out today, I would also love to give a shout out to the team over at Story Shaped Life. Uh, check out season two of Story Shaped Life. You may hear some familiar voices. That would be these boys, the Two Chunks boys, uh, unless our parts are bad and they cut them, which is a huge possibility. It's a pretty big possibility, uh, yeah. But definitely check out Story Shaped Life Season 2. Season 1 was about the Enneagram, and Season 2, they're talking about emotions, and we all got them, so we should learn about them. Except for Anakin's not supposed to. <laughs> There's the one listener that's like, what is emotion? What is emotions? What is emotions? It'd be pretty scary if the future like AI takeover was learning mostly from our podcast. You know what's not scary? Tell me. Mike Trozo. Oh, man. Mike Trozo is the opposite of scary. Even He's the saying that name warmed my chilly bones. If you if you haven't heard last week's Mini Monday, because you, maybe you were scrolling through and you only expected a 25-minute break from your day, but it was said something like 40. Yeah, it wasn't all that many. It wasn't many, but... I haven't edited it yet, With so. good reason. True. Uh, Mike comes on the show to celebrate our, our two-year anniversary. He was our famous. Uh, he got us a little bit closer in the degrees of separation. Uh, to a lot of big names. It's yeah. Uh, and it's worth listening to that. And then uh, watch Sky High again, maybe, before you listen to that, if you haven't yet. It's worth the watch. Yeah. I uh, gotta it's say. It's still good, everyone. It was, it, yeah, we got much much like what Mike normally does in people's lives. You get way more than you expected. Mm. Um, so that was a really fun episode. And I think it was one of my personal favorites. That yeah, me done. too. So I'd go back and listen to that. And then don't forget to rate and review. Uh, we... If you haven't heard, we found out we've got a window in March. I know we told... Well, so we get, we got to our two-year birthday and then found out there's really only 60 days out of the entire year that you get to uh, fill in an application to be a Rotten Tomatoes critic. The next one that comes up is March. And instead of being upset about that, we're like, hey, we've only got that better of a resume by that time. Yeah. So head on in there. Join the other 208 people that have reviewed our podcast, which is currently at five stars. Uh, we're the number one podcast in Nigeria. It's true. Um, so... If you Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, number one film and TV podcast in Zimbabwe, number one. Okay, well, you don't have to be that honest. Number one film and TV podcast in Zimbabwe that comes out on Mondays and Tuesdays. (laughs) Uh, But go rate and review. Let us know how you feel. Well, then I guess it's time to go back uh, to the show. We're back in the podcast. That's true. That we host. That's true. I would like to go back to Naboo. Um, it's my favorite Taylor Swift song. <laughs> so on Naboo, we get some, I would say, some some next level Anna cringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's tough because this is this was kind of needed. I mean, we got to see some kind of relationship development yeah, here. Sure. There but. is no universe where we can talk about this movie and not very quickly at least address sand. I don't like it. Why? It's coarse. It's rough. It's irritating. Where does it go? He gets everywhere. Everywhere. He gets everywhere. I don't like sand. What's the opposite like, of that? He's like, it's if not all you're watching, soft. 
and smooth. You know, later on Gia, Gian, Gianosis, Gianosis, yeah, uh, we have Padme finally say, I'm, I've fallen deeply in love with you. He's not yeah. doing... It does not look to me. He's putting together the ingredients of someone you should fall deeply in love no. with. No. He's going against everything that she says. He's looking out from underneath his eyebrows all the time. Yep. He's riding tick cattle in the in the prairie lands. Yeah, those are yucky. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like he's like <laughs> I wonder if the way he pronounces his words was he he was inspired by Ewan McGregor's dedication to mimicking Alec Guinness. No, I thought about and this. And so he was like trying to say things the way James Earl Jones says no, them. No, I was thinking he went backwards. <laughs> I was like, he was trying to be the manifestation of a grown-up nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> like, he goes, he yeah. feels like Annie. He, he does. feels like little Annie. <laughs> yeah. Back in Phantom Menace. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, but I don't um, like it. So what if they that. did other plays to just make it so obvious that he's going to turn into Vader? <laughs> he's just got this fascination with. He's black. like, look at this helmet I built. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like a samurai <laughs> yeah. helmet. Yeah. He's like, I've always been fascinated with this. He's got a cape. He's always wearing a cape. What if he just breathes like that? It's like, <laughs> and he, he's like, he's like, I never knew my Vader. And she's like, You're what? And he's like, My my father. <laughs> I said father. I definitely said father. Uh, um, actually, speaking of parents, let's maybe jump back to Tatooine too. Because we go there. Hey, it's a big dump for me that the the launch into Act Three of our of our movie is cutting in between two different desert planets. Yeah, that makes it pretty hard to keep track of what's going on. So they look alike tough, because they? it's the same time on both planets yeah. as well. It's yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, that yeah, their yeah. orbits line up perfectly around yeah. their separate suns. Yeah. Let's Whoops. knock out. <laughs> let's knock out the less interesting of the two desert planets real quick. That being Tatooine for right now. Okay. So uh, basically, Anakin goes and is like, "Where's my mother?" And then they're like. <laughs> They're like, I don't know, but here's your stepbrother. And he's like, that seems insensitive. Okay. Who are you, by the way? Yeah. And the guy's like, I own your A mom. A lot of it's insensitive. I mean, married your mom. My name's Klieg Lars. Klieg Lars. Klieg. Shmi's my wife. Shmi. Klieg and Shmi. It's a yeah. real like Sam and Diane yep. kind of couple. Yeah, that's yeah. real good stuff. I'm going to name one of my kids both of those names. Klieg, so, Klieg Shmi Wonders. Klieg Shmi Wonders. <laughs> All the, the new thing. riddle me this. <laughs> Click me wonders. <laughs> so Anakin's like, no, I won't let her die. And he goes and chases some sand people down. And then she dies. He slaughters them like animals. Not just the men. <laughs> That's so good. The women. The women. And the and children. The children. No. Lops them off, dude. Yeah. We do that whole Urukai orc thing in this. It's like blood's not red. Right. A lot of decapitations. We get some cool uh, Duel of the Fates again. Yeah, when Just he's riding the, like in the sunset on yeah, that speeder the bike. Yeah, the low oboe like. Yep. Yeah. Like just the anyway, I love that song, so I'm never going to complain about that coming back. But this whole thing is I like the turn. I don't like necessarily I like the motivation for the turn. I don't like how we got to the motivation. Yeah, that's I agree. lazy. Yeah. Um I I like the idea of something happens to his mom and he loses it. That's fine. Yeah, I don't yeah, like it. It's like he goes, the same people stole her. Well, he goes. He also goes out there just because he's got a bad feeling about this. Right. And he's basically like something feels wrong. Sure. Yeah. It's just intuition. Yeah. Uh, force intuition. I mean, it's the force. We could say it's the force. Sure. But I think that I actually really don't have a problem with this element. This is like the one moment I think of Anakin's downward journey that really works for me. Yeah. The death of his mom and freaking out of the sand people. Padme has entirely the wrong reaction to this. Because he goes, I slaughtered them like animals, not just the men, the women and the children too. I hate them. And then she goes... Like you have the right to feel, basically. She's like, to be angry is to be human. Yeah. What? To be murderer is to be human. They're people. He right. just killed them. All of them. You sh- Why are you okay with this? Yeah, that's know. that's flimsy for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And you can, like, if you want to, when you're talking, Padme, use your arms a little bit. <laughs> Like, are those sleeves so heavy? Yes. Yeah. That's my that, answer is yeah. yes. The she looked like titanium. the Padme doll. It's They're, like they just took little Padme 
Natalie Gosh, Portman, Barbie, the, and just stood her there. They're both being outacted by the Yoda puppet from 1980. 100%. That puppet has more movement than they do here. R2 continues to have more vocal inflection <laughs> than anybody in this series. That's very true. You know what he's thinking. I could tell you an arc of a, of a character that never says a word yeah. better than some of these others. Yep. <sighs> Speaking of droids, 3PO's in this. He's back. He's back again. Yeah, I didn't start Why? noticing. I mean, I have, I've always known they are in all of them, but it, it didn't start bothering me until you helped it bother me. <laughs> Good. Um, and so Good. it does. It's a like when bit. somebody points out an annoying like buzz. I yeah. will say he he's legitimately funny. It's a lot. I'm, it's a lot funnier to watch C three PO Magoo through things than Jar Jar. Right? I'll agree with that. I, uh, yes, I actually I'll give you laugh. That. I'll agree with that. C-3PO... The things he says, digital 3PO being launched around the droid factory. Oh, that's not great. And then 3PO's head being put on a droid. And then whenever R2 pops it off and C-3PO says two jokes about having no head, he goes, oh, this is such a drag, whenever yeah. R2's pulling uh-huh. him. And then when he gets beside his body, he's like, I just feel beside myself. Yeah. He says one more joke as well that I don't Gosh. remember. It's just, why? Yeah. Something about his head on straight. Yeah, I I, I'm trying to get yeah, my head geez. on straight. Yeah, that's what it is. And we do, uh, droids are... Why does R2 have to sleep? Why was he sleeping when he's supposed to watch Padme? Yeah. Chelsea brought that up. She's like, what? Because like the, the bugs come in. I thought he was he, like, hiding his up. lights from... He was on surveillance mode or something. But like we get stuff like... Yeah. So Lucas addresses that in episode four. 3PO a couple of times says, if you'll not be needing me, sir, I'll power down for a bit. Yeah, implying that they have some sort of battery and they have to charge and sleep at some point, and then we just kind of abandon that. Yeah, and in this movie, Obi Wan says the line: "If droids could think, then we wouldn't be here, would we?" Three PO clearly thinks. super thinks. Yeah, three PO has self awareness. Three PO would R two two is R two two R two as well R two two two. They would pass the the void comp test from Blade Runner, which coincidentally. Blade Runner no longer takes place in the future. It is oh. November of 2019, which it's is now. when that movie is set. Yeah. It feels about right. But anyway, they will both pass that test that we give at the beginning of that movie. Yeah, that's a... Uh, wow, that's interesting. Um, are we done with tattooing? Can we be done with tattooing, please? please. Geonosis. Let's go to Geonosis. Actually, hang on. Let's go back to tattooing. Okay. We don't... Like, this is a bad way to introduce Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru. Yeah. I mean, can we agree on... I think this is probably... The very a very wrong way to do that. I don't know that I feel that there is necessarily even a right way to do that, except outside of what we get at the very end of episode three. That's all we need, I think. That that in and of itself is wild. When we get to them in episode three, we'll talk about that next week. But I think there's a way that Anakin like finds out that his mom has died, or finds right. out his mom has been captured, and then bypasses the Lars homestead because if Anakin knows they exist. He's killing them immediately once he figures out his son might be alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he's hunting them down. He's monitoring them. Yeah. Because they're a liability to him once he's Vader. Anakin doesn't even know they exist. Like their whole story can play out the exact same and Anakin never knows about it. Yep. And in the in episode three, when the twins are born, we can have a line, Shmi Skywalker married. Uh Anakin has a brother. The kid, the child can be raised by his uncle. And that's it. Like we don't need them in this movie too. Right. Yeah. Anyway, though, Taron Egerton is rumored to be back for the Obi-Wan solo series Joel. on Disney+. Plus. Joel Egerton, yeah. yeah. Taron, too. Elton John's going to be in it as well. It's going to be amazing. I like him. I'd be down it's be for amazing. it. <laughs> He's an X-Wing man. I like Joel Egerton, too, so though, so I'll take I'll take him and whatever. That's fine. Um, Geonosis now, please? Yep. The Other S- Desert. Super Pump. All of it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad, but I love it so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, the blue screen is awful, yeah, and uh-huh. there's so much cheese here. It's like a queso these, factory. These sets don't look good. No, they don't. They look like original Star Trek. Yeah, and uh, the, the clone troopers are all CG. Did you know that and- for both, both prequel movies with clones, there was not a single physical clone on set ever? Ever? The clones are CG the entire time. That's bizarre. We get to Mara Morrison's face in the next one uh, for when the clones have their helmet off. The only things that were built were like a couple of helmets and some clone shoes. So we use the shoes later on in this for when the clone walks on sand because we Yowza. didn't CG that. But yeah, Yowza. they're CG the whole time in both movies. You know, you can see the difference. So now we're definitely starting to get into the prequels and Lord of the Rings were around the same time. Yeah. 
and there's something about having that. That's what knocks all this of movie Australia, out. <laughs> having a hundred extras, yeah, more than a hundred, in some of these bigger battle sequences. That is, it's it sounds obvious, but it brings a certain realism to it. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's we we only got to the excuses of why I know it's bad before I got to the why it's my. Super Tell me pump. why it's good though. Yeah, let it. us let us. We're done trashing your super. Sorry, pump. dude. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. All the lightsaber. There's so many lightsabers, and yeah, I yeah, know yeah. that Doge is gonna have bad things to say about Yoda fighting Dooku. Don't care. Love it. It's fun. He bounces around, and he's all spinny. And it's I love stupid. this. They do a lot of. I mean, obviously, because in the in the Clone Wars series, there's a lot of content that comes from this movie. Sure, Y'all, Clone f- Wars is so good. Yeah, I'm fleshing out a, a ton of these characters. But and one of the things that Clone Wars does is I wanted to know more about this like the what 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 are the counterpart to the Justice League? The Legion of Doom? Legion of this Doom? Legion of Doom of Star Wars. Like these yeah. like yeah. eight or so evil looking one of them right. is a character I've never seen anything like before that With the talks, tall face? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the head of the banking clan. Yes. Yep. Uh, well, the one with the eye, the goggles too. The oh of, yeah, the head of the techno union. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, love it, love that stuff. Like yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm telling you, watch basically, Clone Wars. Disney Plus a, comes out today. Get Disney Plus. Yeah. Watch Clone Wars literally tonight when you get home from Clone work. Clone Wars will be on. It will be on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. There's a new it. season of Clone Wars coming on Disney Plus. Clone Wars was canceled before they get in the show, so Disney Plus is launching yeah. with a new season of Clone Wars. That's I need to do awesome. a refresher. I, it's one of those things where I was away long enough that I need to be like, okay. It's also one of those read things some of the synopsis where like, some of these and like jump it back started. In. It started definitely for kids, and then it gets it gets more interesting and more dramatic as it goes. You can also find, and I'm probably going to lose my Star Wars nerd card for telling you this. Google, there's tons of Reddit posts of like abridged viewing order for Clone Wars, where it skips a lot of the Jar Jar stuff and a lot of the really kiddie stuff. Yeah, uh, and you can just get to the real meat of it stuff with. Darth Maul and his brother, stuff with Dooku, stuff with Anakin and Ahsoka. Ahsoka's great. Ahsoka is one of my top three favorite characters in Star Wars. Yeah, because she's of that great. Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Are we supposed to have an Ahsoka in this in the prequel? Do we ever see what's supposed to be alluded to as being Ahsoka? No, Ahsoka is Ahsoka is not, uh, not really in play at the time of Attack of the Clones, and then she's out of play by the time Revenge of the Sith gets here. Gotcha. So. Yeah. No, to answer your question. Okay. But yeah, I, I love Geonosis. Um, I, I see every flaw that it has, and I say, come here, it's okay. <laughs> I love you anyway. I feel similarly about it. The like arena thing with the three monsters. The I love the monsters, by the way. The, they look great. Uh, the CGI for them looks The Acklay is the one that looks like a praying mantis. Yeah. There's a Nexu that looks like a tiger, and then Reek is the rhinoceros one. Yeah. Reek. I yeah, love, love them all. They're very scary to me. Yep. They're yeah, so I want to know who pierced that boy's septum. Right? Because <laughs> that seems dangerous work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet it was a lightsaber. Yeah. And then, you know, right through. Uh, dump on, I mean, it's such a, Padme yes. perfectly gets the midriff reveal. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got From gotta, the scratch. Yeah. You got to go full Britney Spears on it in Basically. 2003. Basically. It's cool to see her fight, though. It is cool to see her fight. I hate that she fires that rifle one-handed. That yeah. big one? Yeah, uh-huh. that is a Stormtrooper's rifle. I mean, it's the same rifle. I can't remember what they're called, but it's functionally the same rifle that the Stormtroopers shoot in a lot of the original trilogy. Yeah. On, Something 11, but... On IMDb, a trivia that's listed is Padme never misses in this movie, and that's because her daughter, Princess Leia, never misses in the original trilogy. I've not noticed that. I would need to watch this again and the original trilogy again, but if that's true... Skywalker women got some good aim. Yeah, they That's got crazy. They got that good That's eyeball. Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, she. Uh, I. It always consistently bothers me that she's shooting this thing like a handgun, and it is a two-handed oh, so rifle. <laughs> and I don't understand that really. So the monster fight's really fun, though. The monster fight's really very fun. Fight. I will never not laugh like a giddy young boy when you see like hundreds of lightsabers ignite around yeah, the arena. For sure. Yep. And Chelsea was maybe getting a little bit irritated because anytime you saw Mace Windu introduced into any scene, I always was like, hold on to your butts. Like every, <laughs> every single time. Like he comes in and yeah. Yeah. I also love his purple lightsaber. I mean, I'm down. We also got yellow and orange and green. And yup. We didn't. There wasn't yellow and orange in this. In There's this a one. yellow one for There's sure. A one. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Hmm. 
I know there's an orange one. I'm getting probably Clone Wars mixed up. Yeah. But there's definitely a yellow one in here. But so that's that's one of those things where it's like, it's explained and it doesn't bother me, but there's an element of when Samuel L. Jackson asked Lucas, can I have a purple lightsaber? Lucas goes, well, lightsabers, good guys are blue and green and bad guys are red. And Sam Jackson said, I know, but I want it to be purple. And Lucas said, we'll see what we can do. And that's why the purple one's in there. It doesn't super bother me, but there's an element of like, man, like have a vision for your story. Stick to your guns on that stuff. Yeah, I, I would call that a dump on Lucas's ability to have any sort of foresight. But yeah. but I would I would call it for Jordan a pump on I love all the different color lightsabers. Yeah, and I'm totally. glad they exist now because of Lucas's right. I don't lack have a, of I don't have a problem with it in in universe in, in right. fiction it makes sense outside of universe i'm like man that's kind of a bummer right yeah no i totally hear you um but at the end of geonosis we get dooku he takes off anakin's hand yoda goes crazy does a bunch let's talk of about the fight with anakin and dooku because that is my super pump well yeah. also i mean Django. do we oh, Django we, dies. we barely talk about it. yeah he, he oh, yeah. dies Django dies his head. mace lops yeah. it off hold on to you buds bubba watches his dad get his head cut off and then goes and picks up his dad's head for some reason he goes and picks yeah. up the helmet and his dad's head should go thunk out the bottom of it onto the ground also that helmet should be carved in half because there's yeah. no way that he curved up underneath the chin strap to cut that yeah. head off yeah yep we just george we don't george didn't have the courage we don't need any fets in this movie at all <laughs> he didn't have the gumption uh, Anakin versus Dooku is my super pump. It's so awesome. Uh, and specifically the moment where they cut the power thing and the lights go out and they're just lit by their lightsabers. Mm-hmm. That is visually so cool. I I remember, so when this movie came out, I was in elementary school and I remember okay. going to see it and then the following day or the following, whatever, the next time I saw my friends on the playground, they hadn't seen it. And I remember explaining to them, there's this scene where it's dark and they're fighting with lightsabers and you can only see because of the light of the lightsabers. And that has, I think, always been my favorite moment from this movie. Yeah. Because it just looks so cool. It, it looks so cool. Do you want them to be brighter when you watch it now? No. I, I like really? how dark it is. Yeah. No, I mean I mean the sabers themselves. Do you want them to give off more light? No. I'm, I'm, really? I, I like that it's kind of a dim light like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And I think... I think we got enough character development from how Anakin acts when he fights that we don't have to do so much of this other stuff that falls flat. Because yeah. he's really good. Well, he's really good, but he's he's, he's super d- arrogant. He's also not smart about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I do love that a lot. But then he loses an arm. He does. He gets like the father child. Father-like son. Yep. It's like poetry. It rhymes. We do a limb count here for old Anakin. It's number <laughs> one. So this is four out of five movies we've lost an arm. Yep. Yeah. Right? And we lost two in this one, so, but uh, so Yoda Who else comes lost in, an arm? huh? Who else lost an arm? In well, this we one? lost two. Uh, the bounty hunter. He at the bar. Oh at yeah, the that's beginning, right. He cuts her arm yeah. off. It's true. He does. That's right. It. So after Geonosis is done, Anakin gets his new hand. We're not gonna talk about Yoda and Dooku. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, let's it's, totally I, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. I, lo- I, honestly, I love it. I honestly dig it. It was less ridiculous than I remember it. Same. In terms of his movements. Uh, and I do kind of like that maybe what separates Yoda from others is he's this creature with the nimblies enough to like jump off of walls and stuff. Like yes. that's got to be really hard to fight. But I dig it. Uh, and I love how they kind of force back and forth. I think what I like more than the lightsaber fight is him catching the lightning mm. uh, and kind of throwing it back. And then at one point saying like, you don't know anything. And so we've officially, we had a lot more connections here now with Padawan, like quickly, right? So we've got six generations from Yoda to Rey. Yeah. Yeah. So what what, what would that be? Rey Yoda, to Luke? Yoda, Dooku, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. Luke, Luke, Ray, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then really split cool. split that off. Anakin, yeah, there's right. You can kind of say Sidious bin a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there's other ways, but yeah, no, that's kind of cool. So neat. It. I have a hard time reconciling this Yoda with the same Yoda who says wars not make one great and who advocates letting go, surrendering to the force. I can chalk it up to like you He's know this saving is, people's lives. This is arrogant Yoda, and Yoda yeah. learns his lesson at the end of three. Sure, but I think that's sort of where I land on it, and it seems like yeah. a quick turnaround. But I've changed a lot in far less than what forty years. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about it doesn't quite work for me. I can't really put my finger. And you're on not it. alone. I, we I, may have talked about it last week in the episode. I honestly don't remember. Uh, but this doesn't look like Yoda. 
Did we talk about that last week? Yeah, we did talk about it. Yeah, there's just again like th- there's not a lot of consistency to Yoda's character design between movie to movie. Yeah, this sounds like Frank Oz forgot how to do his Yoda voice. That it does, he, and it sounds like they kept forgetting to be like, oh yeah, Yoda does that backwards talk thing. Let's exactly. just throw one of those in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I felt sorry for the clone <laughs> troopers that are like, if this is the guy calling the shots on the battlefield and the way he talks, you got to rewire real quick. Yeah, for real. <laughs> He's like, make a perimeter around. Okay, cool. Perimeter where? Yeah. Like, yeah. Where am I putting He's like, this perimeter? Around circle, back of battlefield. You must do a for, to, like, for okay, tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, that Cosby would be a tough Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> a jello. You must make it. Um, oh boy. Let's keep moving. Yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> That's pretty much the end of this movie. Nope. Super dump. <sighs> Jar Jar has so much power in this movie. Yep. Yeah. And he's... Okay. We don't there, see him much, though. That's good. It, it feels like Palpatine can take advantage of anyone and like sway, persuade anyone to do anything. You don't have to make it the dumbest person in the universe. It makes it easier, yep. though. Like, I can't imagine... There has never been in history any society that has had someone with no experience, political experience, put that person in power. Right, like imagine all the awful things that would happen if we just were. Oh, like, I can't imagine. Imagine that. if we just plucked somebody out of nowhere and like, you know what? You rule the world. You you rule. That would never happen. You in call real the life. shots. Super dump. But yeah, that's anyways, pretty goofy. We yeah. can rate it now. Well, no, we can't because Anakin gets his hand, and him and Padme get married. On this the is my lake. least favorite to end credit scene. Yeah, the marriage. It's- it's made to mirror the in like the it's framed the exact same way as the ending of Empire. Hey, mm. hey, hey, hey. Cool. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> it's like, thanks, George. I'm glad it looks similar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, the wedding is weird and his I don't like his hand, actually, by the way. Nope. So Spielberg and quick aside, Spielberg and Lucas are really good friends. They are. And they have spent a lot of time together talk about storytelling. Spielberg knows, right? Does he know that his his friend is not as good? He's got to. Good. Hey, he's like, like he good for you, know. man. You've created pop culture. Yep. Yeah. You can have that. Yep. But you know, does he just kind of be like, that's great, George, and puts it up on their friendship fridge? I think even, And he's yes. like, wow, and I what think a great narrative George arc. <laughs> I think even George Lucas would say like, because he hasn't hardly Because he's hardly done anything else. Right. This is all Lucas really kind of does. Yeah. Sure. Except somehow say like, hey, I was around the campfire when we talked about Indiana Jones. I mean, he so, did Indiana Jones. Gonna, he's, he's got a credit on it. I'll take some credits. I'll take some credits for that. But, hey, um, that's pretty much the end of this movie. So there it goes. Um, I love that they all end with the same song. We haven't talked about that. I love that. And begin with the same song. True. And the scroll. Shall we rate this movie? Please. Okay. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have created the scientific cinema scale. It's the perfect way to rate movies. Don't fact check that. It is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing, that's going to be buy it. Followed by rent it. And then stream it. After that is forget it. And then last, but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God God has forsaken us. Okay, I'm going to rate first. And it's I'm, this is a rent for me. Okay? And it's so weird cuz Phantom Menace was a by the poster, right? But which I, I still can't believe. I know, but I I have to chalk it up again to like that was my first. Like that was sure. the intro. It and what's weird about it being if if it is a flat circle. Like if it's like it goes back around and one connects yeah. and loops to nine. We don't know that yet because nine hasn't come out. Like uh I can't say it didn't have as much of a chance to get the storyline wrong. It it absolutely did, and it does. But for some reason, this one, and it's not just Hayden Christensen, um, there was just more stuff. I don't know. It's the same way I felt when I saw it three years after the other one came out or four years after the other one came out. I just didn't like it as much. So it's still a rent. I'm spending money on it because I need to see it, um, which even though I had to buy it because Disney Plus isn't out yet, sure, uh, it was a rent for me. Fair enough. It's going to be a buy it from me. Uh, this was the first Star Wars that I saw in theaters. Uh, maybe that's my fandom influence. I don't know. Maybe that's it, you know? But I have, for almost as long as I can remember, loved this movie. Yeah. And at the time I saw it, I didn't realize how bad it was. I I went to the theater and watched it and loved it because it was Star Wars and lasers and spaceships and clones. Yep. And 
I still love it for those reasons, yeah. even though it's a bad movie. I so, totally get that. So buy it. Same. Yeah. For, for many of the same reasons, my, it's going to be a rent it for me. And I, I think I was coming in thinking it was going to be um, a stream it or like a high forget it. Um, just never have thought I was a huge fan of this one. I mean, I thought I liked it, but I really enjoyed watching this movie. Yeah. It's a it's an easy rent for me. Yeah. And and it's one that what I'm learning, and I'm hoping this carries over into um one later movie as well. What I'm learning is my old opinions have grown of the Star Wars movies and a Let lot the of past die. Yeah. Let's Kill do it. it. I'm excited about Kill it. it. Kill it. Kill it. So if um, you have to. That's all I'll we've never, got. I'll never be able to do that, Adam Driver, will. that I did during we'll have, our we'll Christmas have series last year. That you can try it. We'll, we'll, we'll get you a little bit sick. I promise. I promise to you guys and to everyone listening, I will try that Adam Driver voice yes. with that quote. Every week. Every week of the sequel trilogy. Yes. I like that. I can get on board with that. Excited. That's all we have for Attack of the Clones. And next week, we're going to be talking about Revenge of the Sith, the third of the prequels. And at least two of the three of us, looks like all three of us, pretty pumped about that one. I love this movie. Yeah. It's going to be a it's gonna be a good one to talk about. Yeah. So make sure you check that out when it comes around. Guys, to end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and which type of body armor from Star Wars is our favorite look. So I'm saying Mandalorian, clone, or stormtrooper. Hmm. Imperial Stormtrooper or First Order Stormtrooper? Im- oh, Those that's a good call. Yeah. No, let's include both. Let's include cool. both looks. Yeah. Okay. So for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because I actually think it's First Order Stormtrooper really? for me. Okay. I love the look. Yeah. They've got the look, you know? They They've do. Got the it. London look, even. Maybe they're born with it. It could be Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe it's the First Order. I'm Doge, and mine's going to be... Uh, so we have two generations of clone trooper armor, right? We have the first gen in episode two and the second gen in episode three that looks a little closer to stormtroopers. And better. My favorite is the first gen stormtrooper no! armor that looks super Mandalorian with the caveat that I like it when the Jedi take pieces of it and put it on top of their robes like in the Clone Wars. Yeah, that that looks cool. super cool to me. Love that. Um, I think my favorite armor is the most fast and furious thing that the Star Wars franchise has ever done. They said, "We're make let's make a super duper trooper, but let's make it real shiny. Let's just shine it up." Phasma, Phasma looks great, dude. It's, cool. it's so cool. It's cool, and I'm down. And it doesn't make sense no. except to separate. Like it's it's like the Imperials version of like having a band around your arm. Yeah, right. But well, they don't do it with everybody. They only Phasma, do it with Phasma. Phasma makes it worth it because the character is utilized and totally not wasted in any way. Anyway, yeah, right? I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> don't don't Phasma us or or, or Boba Fett us. F- forget about us. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.